The next morning, I pull my minivan into the absurdly long middle school drop-off line, behind the fleet of identical minivans. These minivan car dealers must lurk outside hospital delivery rooms, capturing new parents. What's going on today? Any tests? I break as two kids leap out in front of the car and scurry into the school. I turn up the music. The group's name, The Naked and Famous, pops up in digital letters on the display. Young blood, my favorite. I flip down the visor mirror and put on a little lipstick, singing along. I look good, I think. No makeup, but my skin's kind of glowing. No doubt thanks to the hijinks my husband initiated this morning. I flip my ponytail sassily and grin, showing most of my teeth. I even remembered to brush before we left. A pretty big accomplishment. Chase shoots me a withering look and turns down the volume. It should be illegal for a mother to listen to a band with a name like that. Oh, really? What about mom's dancing to it? I shake around in my seat, flailing my arms around, and he slides down as far as he can, pulling his hoodie over his eyes. You can't tell my children are one-quarter Japanese. Chase has light hazel eyes and curly light brown hair, perpetually bleached blonde by the sun. Quincy has hair that was full-on blonde when she was little and turned to medium brown when she got older. Quincy and Chase are taller than I am, Quincy about 5'10", Chase already nearly 6 feet, and both are athletically built. Perhaps they don't look Asian because I don't either. I've got reddish-brown hair and a smattering of freckles. My face turns red when I drink. I look more like my father's side of indeterminate Western European heritage. I dance some more, not caring who sees. In the past, I was that parent. The one who had no life outside of school. The too-into-it room mother who sends out 30-page emails detailing class potlucks and craft projects. The one who takes carpool duty as seriously as military service. And that's who I wanted to be. I wanted my kids to have a childhood... Now, without traumatic family dynamics. To glance up from their timed math tests and know that somewhere on campus, their mother hunched over a miniature table, cutting out 80 construction paper hearts for the first grade. To know, in the very marrow of their bones, that they'd come home to a hot dinner with a vegetable and a whole grain and a lean meat and a father who'd play catch and never, ever tell a single lie to them. My phone buzzes and I glance down. My daughter, Quincy's photo, lights up the screen. Her engagement photo, to be precise. Got our proofs. A lovely picture. The afternoon light making her long, light brown hair and skin glow as if candlelit. Her fiancé, Ryan's hair, is shaved to the skin on the sides and back. The top left, an inch long, in a high and tight military haircut, wearing his dress blues. Yes, there's also this, as if there isn't enough already happening. My 20-year-old college student is getting married in June. 20, yes, I said 20. Look, I show the photo to Chase. He nods absently, sighing at the carpool line. Yep, that's Quincy. I put the phone down. Only two and a half years earlier, Quincy had yet to meet Ryan. She was looking at college brochures with me at the kitchen counter, her face alive with fresh dreams. She trailed her fingertips along the photos. 
I've got it all planned out, Mom. I'm definitely going to do grad school. Maybe a double MBA engineering? That'll get me on the executive track. Her wide, hazel eyes, today leaning more toward brown, as they did when she was in emotional disarray, waited for my approval. I felt the same way I had when she stood up to a playground bully twice her size in second grade. Plain old awe. I kissed her forehead. I have notes.